Hello and welcome to this week's Reorg Europe podcast. My name is Sean Qureshi and I'm a legal analyst in Reorg's London office. This week I'm joined by two of our finance analysts, Noor Siho, who will be talking through Altis's, uh, Europe, Altis Europe's exchange offer, and Cedric Hassan, who will be discussing the latest on train manufacturer, Bombardier. Noor, can you tell us what's going on with Altis Europe? I hear the company has launched an exchange offer on its Holco notes. Could you please elaborate on the exchange offer? Yes, Sean, Altis has launched an exchange offer to exchange the 2.9 billion euros equivalent of Altis Luxembourg 2027 senior notes into equivalent value notes issued by Ypso Finance, which is a subsidiary under Altis France. It's spelled as YPSO Finance. The notes will maintain the same maturity and coupon after the exchange. It is important to note that this exchange will then be followed by another automatic exchange via which the notes will ultimately be transferred to a new holdco of all these fronts. Interesting. So do the bondholders have to give consent for both of the exchanges? Actually, no. Altis just requires a 50.1% majority for the first step of the exchange, after which the notes will shift to Ypso Finance. Note holders can give consent until Feb 24th, and any unexchanged notes will be redeemed at 101. The second step of the exchange, which will move the bonds to the new hold co of Altis France, will then automatically follow and does not require bondholder consent. In my opinion, bondholders need to look at the ultimate effect of the two exchanges together before giving consent. So what would be the effect of the two exchanges if the, of the value, maturity and coupon of the notes stay the same? Well, once the automatic exchange is completed, the 2027 note holders will lose a lot of covenant protections, specifically around restricted payments. Altis could potentially free up billions of RP capacity, which can be used to pay dividends to equity holders. It is interesting that the bespoke mechanism, which was built into the 2027 notes, um, allows Altis to basically achieve this without paying any consent fees or redemption premiums to the note holders. So what rationale has Altis given regarding the exchange offer? This exchange follows a series of transactions that the company has done recently to simplify its capital structures. The company basically wants to remove the Holtco debt at Altis Luxembourg and move it closer to the two silos, Altis France and Altis International. This would be done in order to simplify the cash flows and make them more predictable. Okay, so now in your view, what options do the 2027 senior note holders have? The options for the bondholders are very clear. Either they consent to the exchange and accept the weaker covenant protections, or don't consent and risk being redeemed at 101, which is almost 12 points below the current price of the euro notes, if the company does get the required majority. In my view, the chances of Altis not meeting the 50.1% threshold appear slim. So bondholders are likely to provide the required consent. Thanks, Noor. Cedric, this week the Canadian company Bombardier announced the sale of its transportation division to the French train manufacturer Alstom for an enterprise value of $8.2 billion. What's the context of, the tra- of that transaction and what's the rationale behind it? Thanks, Sean. Bombardier has been in the radar of high-yield credit investors for some, some time now. 
especially in the US and uh, Canada. The company's liquidity has been a top concern over the years because of the high capex and negative free cash flows. Management kept missing the guidance over the recent years because of the issues with large train orders and continued high capex in the avi aviation division. So leverage and liquidity concerns have remained. With one to one and a half billion dollars of debt repayment every year from 2021, the management had to address the seven billion capital structure at some point. Asset sales have been the preferred route lately, with a number of deals being announced in the last 12 to 18 months. For Alstom, uh, almost a crown jewel in the French industrial landscape. After selling its energy business a few years ago, the company had looked to strengthen its rail equipment business in face of increased competition. Sector consolidation was viewed as necessary. Alstom tried to merge with Siemens Transportation a few years ago, but this was blocked by European competition authorities. So this is the deal that Alstom has been waiting for. The two companies know each other for having collaborated in certain projects. The transaction multiples is about 12 times the division's EBIT, so in line with industry transactions. So the transaction makes sense and arguments were competing for both parties. Okay, what was uh, Bombardier planning to do with the proceeds? So first of all, a number of regulatory approvals are needed and the deal is not expected to close before the first half of next year. Our legal analysts here at Reorg have looked at the covenant provisions and essentially the company has few restrictions on how to use the proceeds. After retirement of the convertible shares held by CDPQ, which is the, the, the pension from, 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 from Quebec, net proceeds are expected to amount to nearly $4.5 billion. The management has said that downsizing the capital structure is a priority. They will evaluate the most relevant strategy without giving any specifics at this point. A number of the company's bonds are not callable. Some are, so bonds buyback at the make-whole price is a possibility. Okay, you mentioned that uh, the European Commission blocked the deal between Alstom and Siemens due to competition concerns. Is this a concern this time around? The European Commission at the time feared a lesser level of competition in the sector. And given that the two companies have uh, robust, have, have a clear footprint in Europe, this, is, this will be tested again, and it is for sure a challenge, in my view. The two companies believe that there is minimum overlap. They are also open to remedies. In case of rejection, there is a 75 million euros break fee payable by Alstom to Bombardier, and no break fee by Bombardier to Alstom. Okay, so what's the pro forma business profile uh, looking like? And can you also talk us through the capital structure? So the business profile will be changed, but to be honest, it's not a news from this week. The process started almost 18 months ago. From a group participating in trains, regional jets, business aircraft, aerostructures, it will become a pure play business aircraft manufacturer. Strategy seems to make sense to me. Aerostructure long-term profit profitability is uncertain. The regional jet program was suffering from weak market dynamics and competition, and the passenger jet dynamics were also uncertain. 
The C-Series program under Airbus umbrella is now a much better asset. Now the focus is on executing the order backlog of the business, jet, business jets, ramping up deliveries from 20 units this year to a run rate of 40. This is the company's main challenge now. Net debt is expected to fall to $2.5 billion from $7 billion now. Proformal net leverage will be about three times versus eight times currently. So if things go according to plans, this is a positive, this is a positive transaction for Bombardier from a credit standpoint. On a less positive note, the company will retain a significant pension liability. $1 billion of liabilities will go away with the transaction, but about $1.5 billion will remain. That's nearly two turns of leverage. In conclusion, the credit story is not over. Executing the backlog and generating some free cash flow remain the priorities. Thank you, Cedric. That's all for this week's Reorg Europe podcast. We will be back in two weeks.